Hey there, this is Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I'd like to talk with you about de-stressing. I think for a lot of us, we are operating in an environment in a world where it tells us that we're not overwhelmed, we're not being productive, and that is such a lie. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how we can gain back our freedom of mind and clarity and just have a sense of organization without the drama. If you want any of that action, stay tuned for this upcoming episode because you're going to get some really valuable insights they're only going to come to you after this short break. Hey, 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 I'm so glad that you're here. I know that you've got a whole bunch of other places that you can be, and I'm so grateful that you're spending your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, welcome, wrapping my arms around you, giving you a big old electronic hug. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as that I make another episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety split. And for those of you who have already hit the subscribe button, you've already heard me say that 5,000 times in a row. Thank you for having the patience for still being here and listening to that little introductory note. This podcast is always designed to help you improve all facets of your lives. We're always going to be talking about business, but I also want to make a huge chunk of our time devoted towards improving our mindset. Because once we're able to improve our mindsets, our money, our affairs with our family, our friends, everything starts, starts to fall in line. Everything that we're going to be talking about can be found in detail in Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude is a 21-day program where we evaluate our motives and our interests and everything that we've got going on so that we can find clarity. You can only find that on my website, denisegeely.com. Click the Courses tab and find Amazing Attitude there. I will also provide a special link that includes a discount for podcast listeners. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to take advantage of this. One of the things that I've been thinking about that I've been hearing a lot of my clients talk with me about, and oftentimes they may not say it in the exact same way, but it goes along those lines of, I couldn't take care of this because it always seems emergencies popped out. They're all, it always seems the unexpected pops up and it grabs my attention and it derails me from everything else I wanted to do. And I will never forget, I'll never forget this one particular tweet that I read online. I, I wish I could quote him because I don't remember the source, but it said that you don't have a problem with your schedule. You have a problem with your boundaries. And man, that was an electronic mic drop moment that I have never <laughs> heard. And I, when I think about my life and I think about all the things I say, oh, I was so busy. Oh, I had all these things. The reason why I was so busy was because I was letting other people and other things grab a hold of my schedule and run away with it. And what I want to talk with you is not necessarily this issue of, oh my goodness, you need better boundaries and you need to be able to tell people no uh, when you make your no's no and your yeses yeses. I'm not getting into that conversation with you. I want to come at it from a different angle, a way you may not have ever heard before. Because for a lot of us, the internet is chock full of stress management tactics. I, I I think we can drown ourselves 
days, if not weeks, reading manuals and guides and courses and all these other materials online about how to de-stress, get clarity and all the other stuff. I'm not, I don't want to come at it from this angle. I want to come at it from a different angle. I want to come at it from what's driving the stress. What's driving what's going on? And I've got three points that I want to share with you. But I think for a lot of us, once we understand the motivation behind why we're stressed out, instead of just doing these band-aid fixes where we say, okay, we'll get a calendar and we'll put stuff on and then somehow the calendar gets ignored and then somehow we start backsliding back into a worse routine than we ever had before. I don't want to get into that. I think for a lot of us, we are getting exhausted by the cycle of boom and bust, meaning that we're, we're, we got everything, we're writing off the euphoria, and then somehow something happens, picks, plucks the, the balloon of our excitement, and we feel deflated, and then everything just somehow devolves into crap. Do you, you're feeling me when I'm saying this? Are you going back and forth from everything's roughed up and everything's exciting and everything's moving rapid fire, in fact, so fast, you feel like your head is about to pop off so fast, right? And then once one thing happens that just goes completely off from what we expect it to be, how it was supposed to be organized, our timetable gets derailed for things that were even beyond our control. We feel as if our world is crumbling. And then we start feeling bad about ourselves. And then we start stop losing interest in the things that we said that we wanted to do. And then suddenly we find ourselves in a fog and we don't even know how we got there. And we have no clue how to, how to get out. That's going to end. Or at least I hope you will listen and find some clarity about what you've been able to see these patterns. And as I'm, as I'm talking, listen to yourself. Maybe jot down certain themes or certain people or certain situations where you find yourself repeating that same cycle of anxiety and stress, anxiety and stress, worry and frustration, overwhelm and exhaustion, burnout and fatigue. Because oftentimes they're, they're usually linked to one or a couple of things. But I think that's a long enough intro. Let's dive into what I have written. So I think it's really important. I just want to make sure that you're fully supported during our time. And again, this is not the end all be all. I go into a lot of detail in my course, Amazing Attitude, about identifying exactly what's going on in your mind that causes you to go into these cycles. Because for a lot of us, it's not as apparent as we think it may be. It's usually linked to a lot of other issues, unresolved issues. Okay. But anyway. My first point that I want to share with you is, is this stress by design or by distress? And let me explain what I'm talking about. You may be thinking, why would I design stress? Well, <laughs> I think logically, we all would agree that stress is a bad thing. It elevates cortisol levels in our brains and causes us to literally break down from the inside and just that's a no bueno. We don't want to do that. Intellectually, we understand that stress over continued stress, prolonged stress is damaging. A little bit of stress is good because it helps us get ourselves off the couch and moving and doing certain things. But prolonged stress, oh no, that creates certain things that can cause long-term damage. But let's talk about this whole thing, this whole thought process of designing stress. 
I'll never forget when my husband, well, then boyfriend, he met me and he knew I was working a full-time job. But not only that, I was doing personal training on the side. But not only that, I was volunteering at my local newspaper. But not only that, I was trying to get involved in other community activities. And he, and I was trying to learn Spanish. I, was, I had all these things going on. And when I think about it, about that schedule, I felt as if, if I didn't do all these things, if I didn't feel that sense of worth, by having people acknowledge all the ways that I was doing things. And unfortunately, the, the people that are around me were constantly criticizing and complaining. So I wasn't even getting any of the validation that I desperately wanted and sought for. But I thought if I could just overwhelm myself with work, overwhelm myself with things to do, that I can ignore the pain that I felt inside. Okay? Are you overwhelming yourself? So that you can avoid the pain that you feel inside. It could be from your family or a job that just didn't work out or the business that never took off or whatever it's going on. For a lot of us, we just think we can overwork our away the pain. And I want to let you know that you can only run but so far before the silence gets you. And when I say the silence, I mean the silence of no voices in your head around you chittering away or nothing else to do. There will be those pockets. And I know it's true because I know I felt it where as much as I tried to have everything to do and feeling important, there was always a part of me that felt as if I couldn't run away from myself no matter how hard I tried. And I don't want you to run away from you. Sometimes there's stress that is beyond your control. Your kid could get sick. Or perhaps you have a contract that needs to be finalized by a certain amount of time. Or perhaps you're needing to try to accomplish certain things. And you literally have no wiggle room with a schedule. And you may have asked for extensions and all the stuff. There are stuff that are literally completely beyond your control. Typically, there are emergencies that there was no way of avoiding. For example, you could have literally have a, a health crisis situation and that creates stress, stress about how to pay the bills, stress about reorganizing your schedule. I'm not talking about those moments. I'm talking about these moments where we purposely overwhelm ourselves because the whole idea of confronting these fears is more frightening than actually confronting them. And actually, when you think about it, that behavior was usually modeled by our family members who are also wildly uncomfortable with dealing with their own feelings. And instead of trying to process it and trying to deal with it, we lash out or we go into denial. And that's what I'm talking about this whole is that stress by design, okay? We don't think that we're trying to create stress, but sometimes we do. But that distress I'm talking about is literally things are unexpected. They couldn't be pre-planned, even if we wanted to. But, but I do have a solution for you. I do have a solution for you. 
if you're in those unexpected moments where you definitely do not know what to do, I want to ask you, what is the most smallest micro thing that you can do that's feasible right now? Let's think about a, a client that is making you lose your freaking mind. Every time you see their email pop up in your inbox, you know as soon as you click the open button, you're going to get a whole whirlwind of drama. Let's think about this. Do you have to immediately respond to it? Can you give yourself the time and the space to really think about an appropriate response? Or perhaps this is a time for you to re-clarify what you can and cannot do within your contract, okay? Or perhaps now is the time for you to reevaluate who you are serving. I want you to take a step back. Instead of running into the fire, I want you to literally prepare yourself emotionally and physically for what you have to tackle on. Do you need to give yourself some extra emotional equipment, meaning reviewing amazing attitude, which I know you would probably love to do and focusing on how working on boundaries, right? Or perhaps you need to be journaling and valuing your thoughts. Or perhaps you need to ask yourself, is this person really the, the issue? Or is this person reminding me of someone that I have unresolved issues with? Okay. The list is endless. The point I'm trying to make here is that take a step back. Think of the most smallest micro thing that you can do. And then think about after that, what is the next micro thing that you need to do? For a lot of us, the pressure comes from thinking that we have to do everything all at once perfectly without error. And that creates the overwhelm. And that creates the stress. And that creates the drama. And I'm saying, no, we're not, gonna, we're not going to bite off literally more than we can chew. We're going to ask ourselves, what can we do that's simple and it's easy and it's manageable, right? Because for a lot of us, we have become so accustomed to creating the overwhelm, creating the drama, creating the stress, because we feel a lack of insecure, we feel a sense of insecurity about our ability to prove ourselves. So we have to make things way more complicated than we need to be. But let's stop that. We know better now. And again, I talk a lot more in depth and amazing attitude about how we can stop the overwhelm by analyzing why we're reacting in certain ways, okay? But you're better than that. You know more than that right now. You know that you owe yourself the, the time and the space and the freedom to drop that overwhelm and ask yourself, what can I do that's manageable? And I'm not going to seek mass approval because it's never going to happen. So let's just stop that. That's another form of drama Drama that we've had is we sought approval from people that are fickle. And there's, there's a better way for us to navigate that with other people, okay? Now, I want to ask you, are you prioritizing your priorities? I've talked about this in other podcasts. And what I'm talking about this whole issue is I have this prioritizing table that I talk with clients about, and it has four different uh, quadrants, schedule the things that are important but not urgent, do the things that are important and urgent, 
delegate the things that are important but not urgent. And then lastly, delete the things that are neither important nor urgent. And once you've got everything cataloged and say, okay, it's urgent, but not important, somebody else can do it. But if it's important, but not urgent, then I'll reserve a time for me to do this. And then once you realize, oh my goodness, not everything has to be done. No matter if they're screaming, oh my goodness, there's smoke, there must be fire. Maybe there's not even smoke. Perhaps someone farted. <laughs> and they left a weird fume. I'm, 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 look, oh, look, I'm just making light of what I'm saying. But for a lot of us, we get caught up in the drama of other people. And they blow things out of proportion because they're trying to run away because of their own issues. And you're making a stand for yourself right now. You're making a decision for yourself and saying, no, no, not really. This is not as important as you say. We have A, B, and C solution that we can work through. If A and B and C fall apart, then we can revisit whether or not even implementing this other solution that you want is even feasible or practical. But right now, it's not that urgent. We're not needing to literally storm the castle and burn down everything because we think that something's out of place. When in reality, perhaps we could just modify one or two things. I think for a lot of us, if it's not perfect, we want to destroy everything. And when I say destroy, I'm saying end friendships. I'm talking about stopping, continuing, working on certain parts of our business. Talking about halfway through our weight loss journey, we just say, oh, well, forget it. I, I, I haven't achieved this amount of a progress. Therefore, I'm going to be fat forever. I'm talking about constantly thinking that the only way that we can interact with our family is through shouting or screaming or ignoring or through uh, uh, four bottles of beer. That That's all I'm talking about. For a lot of us, we have just resigned ourselves that it's never going to change and therefore, I shouldn't put any effort. And therefore, I should just grow accustomed to insanity. And we're not doing this anymore. We're not. And when we prioritize our priorities, we make a decision for ourselves that we can do things in the best way that we can given the tools that we have. And if we can't, we look out for people and we look out for resources like Amazing Attitude, as an example, to help us get new tools so that we can deal with things differently. We're not making excuses for ourselves anymore. There's a better way to live, okay? And lastly, what I want to share with you is, are you expecting perfection where none exists? And let me explain something to you. One of the things that's a kind of kind of running joke with my my husband is that if he could, he would literally vacuum up every single grain of rice there is. He even mentioned this to me yesterday. I said, he said, you know, honey, I saw that you left a half a teaspoon of rice left on your plate the other day. And I just looked at him baffled. I left a half a teaspoon of rice and he noticed it. And I asked him, I said, curious why didn't you mention it to me at the time he said I knew that it was unrealistic for you to literally look your plate clean but for a lot of us 
It may not be with food. It could be with our business, unless it is completely grammatically free. I'm、uh, sorry, grammatically error free, or where we won't send out the email, or perhaps if we're not perfect with how we speak, we're never going to make that YouTube video, or we're never going to do our, our that next whatever production that we want. And I'm not sitting here and saying that we need to be sloppy. No, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is usually. When we're seeking perfection, we're trying to use it as a form of control, so that we can mask our insecurities, or we have some unresolved issues that surrounding that. And whether or not we choose to deal with it is really an issue of how well do we want to have clarity in our mind. Because for a lot of us, we are working on autopilot on things that we that are outdated. Antiquated and no longer service, or perhaps they came from people, on ideas that don't are not relevant relevant at this point. I think about what my particular going back to the example about my my husband wanting to waste no food at no at no expense. Literally, it's gotten him to the point where he is literally eating food that's on the verge of rotting. Okay, or food that he doesn't even want to eat. And I said, just return the product to the store. He said, Well, I, I, I never thought you could return products. Well, you can. So, well, I don't want to waste the food because I know the the story, the story of the food. Well, that's the store's business. They have a money back guarantee policy. And as I, as I talk with him about it, he was telling me that that language came from his mother. His mother.、Uh, They grew up in China during the Cultural Revolution, where there was a, a lot of his family members starved, and there was a lot of famine and a lot of suffering that went along. He, despite growing up in New York City in poverty, he never went a day without being able to eat food. His family made that a a a priority that no one went to bed with an empty stomach. So he was owning things that didn't even come from. His own immediate family background, his own issues, he was taking on culture. Which I'm not saying that we should waste food. I'm not saying that we should waste food for all. What I'm saying is that that was a, a burden across that he never even was designed to bear. It was carryover pain, a carryover trauma from a generation and a time long ago. And for a lot of us, we're carrying on these burdens and these things. That just don't exist. They're not relevant to us, and it's creating frustration and confusion and hurt and pain. I'll never forget incidences where we argued about throwing away food, and my husband desperately trying to figure out how to save the food. And I'm telling him that you're actually hurting yourself by forcing yourself to eat food that isn't even good anymore. Are you forcing yourself to stay in situations and stay with people and holding on to things that aren't serving you? For a lot of us, we need to release things. I was talking with a client yesterday, and she was complaining to me about having to pay for a particular landscaping service. And I said, "Well, why are you?" Why are you complaining about? So, well, I don't want to pay the money. I said, well, I remember the last time you were trying to do this particular、uh, work in in your backyard. You were on your back for weeks on end, throbbing in pain because it was just too much for you to haul and move yourself. Right? I said you have the knowledge that this money is relieving you of future back pain. But for a lot of us, we're not making these connections. We're not thinking about. 
how investing in ourselves is actually preventing a whole whirlwind of future pain for ourselves and our lives. And I think for a lot of us, we hold on to certain things. Money, especially, is a huge thing for a lot of us. Money, we think we hoard on to certain things that somehow will bring us the security. And all it will do is create more insecurity because we're so fearful of losing it in terms of getting the reward of finally not being in distress. For a lot of us, I hate to say this, you need to spend some money to get out of some problems right now. Hoarding it is not going to solve anything, honestly. And I know that's hard because I'm, I came from an environment too where everyone did not want to spend anything on anything. And we suffered so much. It wasn't even because there wasn't the money. It was because the money was being misprioritized for things that would distract us and things that would create even more problems in terms of excess drinking or excess partying or other things that had nothing to do with what we really needed to focus on. And I don't want that for you. I want you to focus on making your life as easy as possible. Let's recap everything that we've talked about today. Okay. The first thing is I want to ask you, are you purposely designing your own stress? Are you purposely allowing things to just fester out of control so you can have things blow up out of control in order to feel as if you've got something going on for you. And I know for a lot of us, we don't want to admit that. But if we're honest, are we? Now, the second question is, are you prioritizing your priorities? Are you organizing your schedule on the things that you must do, schedule, or delete, or delegate? What is your schedule looking like? And for a lot of us, the reason why we have the stress and the reason why we have the overwhelm is because we're letting people and things literally take over our lives and we're losing control. And that makes a lot of stress. And then I also want to ask you, are you expecting perfection where there is none? Are you trying to fix things that are outdated not relevant, not necessary. And I gave the example of my husband about hoarding on to food based on situations that are not applicable to him and are actually creating dis- distress in his current life right now based on things that he never had to live through. Are you creating things that are not necessary right now because you feel as if you're betraying your family or betraying some aspect in your life in the past that's just not relevant? ask yourself that question. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that today's episode was really impactful. Again, if you, this is not everything. I want you to invest in amazing attitude if you feel as if there is more to be explored within yourself. Okay. Again, thank you for listening. If you have any questions, let me know. Write me at podcast at denisetlee.com. Well, that is it. Take care and be awesome.